0: Have issues, our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weathers the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm here to talk to you about all our favorite issues and publishers of the week. But first, we have a bit of comic book news, as always. Uh, so I don't have a ton. Again, I just want to talk about the really important stuff today. Uh, the first thing is, and this is this is incredibly important and something I definitely want to make sure everybody's aware of, Uh, Jeff Smith, the creator of the comic book bone uh, has suffered a a health issue, a cardiac health issue, and it has had to cancel his upcoming book tour. Um, I do hope that his recovery is swift and complete. Uh, Jeff Smith is, I would say, the first independent comic creator that really like impacted me. Bone is one of my favorite comics of all time, much less all age comics of all time. I read it regularly. I just think it's amazing, and i it's such a shame. He's hes a really brilliant person who made, made an amazing comic book. I hope he recovers soon and is able to go back on that book tour, and I would love to meet Jeff Smith one day. That's one I have not met, and I really would. So uh, best wishes and uh, good health to Jeff Smith. Hopefully he recovers very soon, and we'll be able to see him again. With that, I only have one a bit of D- DC news this week. Uh, Jason Aaron, legendary writer Jason Aaron, is going to make his return to DC Comics uh, for a book called Batman Off World. He's going to be with uh, Doug Menke on the art, and the official description from DC is, a routine night in Gotham for a young Batman proves to be anything but routine when the crime fighter is confronted by the sort of foe he's never faced before, one from beyond the stars. A universe of possible alien threats leads Batman to make a daring decision to venture alone to the far reaches of the cosmos for the first time where the Dark Knight will face the fight of his life. Sounds pretty cool. Um, I also really like the covers. Looking at the covers, I really enjoy them. Um, I think this could be a fun little like uh, Elseworlds kind of thing, so maybe something I might pick up. I'm, I'm picking on my Batman books, but this looks okay. Next up, uh, a couple of bits of DC news, or Marvel news, excuse me. Um, First of all, in January 2024, we did get the announcement that we are going to get an event where Wolverine and Sabretooth go to war called Sabretooth War. Um, This is going to be a 10-part epic per Benjamin Percy, and it will start in Wolverine 41. Uh, I always really liked the, uh, the big fights between Wolverine and Sabretooth. I do like how they always end up finding each other. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where that's going to go, uh, how it's going to happen, especially in the post-Kirkoan era. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm already buying Wolverine, so I'll probably end up getting all that as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, next bit of Marvel news, uh, Star Wars Visions is going to continue the comic. Um, we did get a couple like little like one shots and stuff like that, but it does look like we're getting like an official actual like one shot series now. And uh, the first one is going to be coming from Peach Momoko. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to buy it because I love everything Peach Momoko does. Uh, So that's really cool. That's going to be coming out in November. And there is some art uh, available already for it. So make sure to check that out as well. And my last bit of news. Marvel has announced a new Thanos series uh, with Christopher Campbell and Luca Pazari. And uh, it's going to be Thanos featuring a new version of the Illuminati which is interesting. I definitely think that's going to be really cool. Um, I, I am curious about like how, how this comes into play um, and when this happens, because in addition to Mr. Fantastic, Iron Man and Dr. Strange, who are already in the Illuminati, it does also feature Emma Frost and blue Marvel. So that's really curious to see where they, um, where they actually fit in. Um, I should also mention that the Hulk is on the cover as well. So, yeah um i mean thanos is cool is it going to be in canon is it not i'm not sure probably i would assume so and uh yeah i'm just curious to see where the x-men are when this comes out because of everything going on so yeah with that said that's all the news that i got this week not a lot now we're going to talk about our comics and as always we don't start with a bang we start with a boom boom studios and sirens of the city number two Um, the written by Joanne Starr, uh, illustrated by Kari Randolph and letter by Anne world design. Um, I really loved the world building in the first issue. And this one just expands on that world building quite a bit. Um, it definitely delves more into the mystical aspect and the supernatural aspect of this world and the repercussions and the way that the different types of creatures interact with each other. I think it, um, it's just really promising and i'm really enjoying it i love the art a lot it's just fantastic and it's just a really vivid awesome world that i'm i really like being in um i'm as people know i'm a big fan of world building and it does give me similar world building vibes of something like a destiny new york where you're dropping someone into this kind of complicated world but you are showing them around you have a tour guide the book is your tour guide and I really like that. I, I think it's really good. And I I really hope everybody's picking it up because it's been a really great book. And it's the kind of thing that can go on a while. It doesn't have to be a five-issue mini. This could be a long-living thing. So, um, so, yeah, I highly recommend Sirens of the City number two. On to Wild's End number three. Uh, this one's created by Dan Abnett and INJ Colbert, which is written by Dan and illustrated by INJ. Um, and this one is so good and so twisted yeah you might remember this is the one with the the town anthropomorphic uh, animals and they have been invaded by some kind of presumably alien race and i love the way this is done i love the way that the characters are being treated uh one thing i really enjoy is the um the way that these characters are special i don't want to spoil anything but they do kind of point out the reason that these characters might have a chance at standing up against the aliens. It's I always like that in alien uh, stories where there's a reason that some people are able to, you know, resist. And I I really like the way this one's done. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, very very good comic. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. We're halfway through. It's three of six, so we're gonna see where we're gonna go and we're gonna see who makes it. And it's a uh, no one's guaranteed, I will say that. So, great book. And final boom book is Something is Killing the Children, number 32. Uh, written by James Time IV, illustrated by Werther Deladera, la Dera, Colobo and Mikel and letter by Anne World Design. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> it's such a good issue. There's almost no action in it. It's just mostly a conversation and a negotiation. And it really delves into, if you're a big fan of this world, of the world that House of Slaughter and something is the Cone the Children has built, it's just, it's very much a, um, an in-depth look into it, an in-depth idea of like who these characters are, more development, more spotlight on the relationships and the role that Erica plays and the role that Erica could play should she choose to do so. And I loved it. I thought it was a really, really strong issue. And full of emotion, and I loved it. Uh, it's the kind of issue that I think Hostway would really, really like. So I have to ask him about it. Um, but it's 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 so interesting, is what I will say. So, uh, what a book! Something is killing the children, uh, number thirty-two. So make sure to check it out. Uh, obviously, if I'm rec- recommending a thirty-two of a, of a series, you probably already reading it but I had to talk about it briefly. But if you have not been reading Something is Killing the Children, for some reason, someone's listening to my podcast that has not read Something is Killing the Children, you probably should. (laughs) So, Next up, we are going to switch publishers and I'm going to talk about Oni Press. And I have Rick and Morty, Heart of Rickness, number two. Uh, So this one is written by Michael Marici, illustrated by Priscilla Tromontano colored by gabe fisher and lettered by crank um i i really like this this rick and morty mini i do think it's kind of funny that michael comes in and suddenly there's like a barbaric like rick and i i think that's hilarious because of you know what michael does and but i really enjoy it i think it's great i also really like the beth and jerry uh side story i think it's it's a lot of fun where they're at this spa and they have to determine where the you know how the spas run is it moral and I, it's just a good book i'm really enjoying it uh it's one of my favorite rick and morty minis for a while at least so really really cool i recommend it but i recommend all rick and morty minis so take what you will from that and next is idw publishing i got uh one book from idw this week which is a Moore number two um Written by Steve Niles. Art by Damian Worm. Our assistant is Alicia Zerno. And letter by Taylor Esposito. Um, I loved how the first issue gave us the setting. And then had a little bit of a tease of potential supernatural. Uh, like there's something going on supernatural. And it definitely teased it. And it definitely all but confirmed it. This issue very much launched us into a supernatural horror story. Uh, and I, I like that. I, I like the way it was done. I mean, obviously, it's Steve Niles, so I made an assumption, but um, I do like the way it was done. I think it was very interesting, and it's something that uh, I definitely think has a lot of promise as to what's going to happen from here. So, definitely, um, definitely one. If you're a horror fan, it's something you want to keep your eyes on because I think you'll really, really enjoy it. And next is Dynamite Comics. I got two dynamite books this week. The first one is Disney villains, Maleficent number four written illustrated by Sue Lee and lettered by Jeff Eckleberry. I thought that Maleficent was going to end at four, just like scar did, but it's it's actually going to be continuing. Um, So uh, this is not the end in case anyone was thinking it was Um, once again, the art is absolutely incredible. You can tell that Sue does the art and the writing because uh, Sue gives a chance for the art to breathe. There's not too much dialogue. There's wide spa- spots of this where there is no dialogue, and just lets the art breathe, and it's really cool. And with Sue's specific style and the design of Maleficent, that's that's a massive plus because there's just such an air of creepiness to it, and it's just so it's just very very good. Um, obviously, this takes place before the movies, uh, or well, kind of in the middle of the movies, technically. But uh, I really enjoy I'm really enjoying it. I love the the aisle and the the art style and the aesthetic of it. I think it's a really, really well done. And so I think is a perfect choice for this book. So high recommend there, which brings me to my other dynamite book, which is Disney Villains, Hades, number one. Uh, so this is the new one, of course, written by Elliot Kalan, art by Alessandro Rinaldi, colored by Dearba Kelly and letter by Jeff Eckleberry. Um, I love this one. I think the art's perfect for the story itself, and one of the things I really like about this is there's a lot of mythology references in it, um, which obviously makes sense with you know being based on the Hercules uh, movie, which had a bunch of little like nods to. Um, I basically, long story short, Hades has a new purpose. I won't tell you what it's part of the main plot, but he has to recruit. A team, and it's great because I will spoil one, which is Arachne. I love Arachne, and she is amazing in this story. I, I, she's gonna steal this entire series for me, I have a feeling. But it's a lot of fun, it's a really great uh, start, and I think it's gonna be. I mean, I love I'm a mythology nerd, so I mean, it's, it's gonna be something I'm gonna love, anyways. But I do think it was executed incredibly well, so definitely a high recommendation for me for Disney villains. Hades. Which takes me to opening the vault and uh, two books from vault this week. Money Shot number three. Written by Tim Seeley. Drawn by Giselle Lagasse. Colored by Carlos Badiazi, And letter by Crank. Um, continuing this uh, journey into space to stop the the um, uh, capitalists that have gotten into space and are ruining everything. Uh, this one is centered around uh, trouble in paradise. So we have our monogamous couple and to proceed, we must, we must adapt and maybe, you know, have a little more flexibility in that. And I, I think it's very interesting. I love Doug and Annie. I think they're amazing. And there's definitely like a tease of something that could certainly be, <laughs> a problem in their relationship. I'm not going to, I really don't want to spoil this one because I really love it. Um, but this book is just absolutely so much fun. It's like the third run at money shot and it could go forever for all I care. I love this book. Um, and I once again, want to just reemphasize Giselle's art is just amazing. I love it. I've been reading a menage a again because I absolutely love that web comic. It's, it's fantastic and uh yeah i highly recommend it check out check us, check out her web comics they're just absolutely incredible so and my other vault book of the week is queen of swords number two i could not have gotten two more different michael marici books this week written by michael marici art by corin howell uh color by kj diaz and letter by jim campbell This one is really good. And I keep forgetting how thick this book is like it's a it's a good issue. It's like not a tiny little issue. So um, I really like this one because it gives us a chance to have these three side characters breathe a bit and find their own like stories or four. I should say because of the sword (laughs) Um, and dig more into who they are. Uh, I really like Sarah quite a bit. I'm really starting to dig her. Obviously, Dead Heart's a lot of fun. Like overall, the entire cast is really great. Um, And digging into this and doing a a story that's about their past, I think was a really well-timed to give us more information about who these characters are, what their motivations are. Um, And maybe if we thought, oh, they were, they were, quote, bad guys, like, like in Sarah's case, why that's not as simple. You know, very few things are that simple. So I really appreciated this chance to kind of explore that and determine like, are they a bad person or is this a situation is, you know, like we, we got to figure out what the motivation is. We got to figure out how they got there. And I I think it's really well done. I mean, I love it. Uh, Everything coming out of the barbaric line has been great. So obviously this one's good. So queen of swords, number two as well. And next let's go to image comics. And I'm going to very quickly talk about a couple books. Uh, star Signs Number Four, written by or a story by Saladin Ahmed with art by Megan Levens, uh, colors by Kelly Fitzpatrick, and letter by Sean Lee. Um, I do love how this book is building and how there's like the the different conflicts between the uh, between the like organizations. Like there's the people who are just trying to get away, and then there's obviously some kind of like organization that's governmental in nature trying to gather the star signs and um we do get the introduction of another star sign and this one does seem to be on the on the organization's side which is which is actually good because there were only two of them and i do like the balance more um of having like equal equal sides and it does lead to form more conflict and i really enjoy it i also really like him already even though um He's a Libra, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, re- I really like it. I think it's cool. I like his design and I think he's going to be trouble for me. So yeah, um, but yeah, really great stuff. Loving star signs. Make sure to check it out. And after that is I hate fairyland number eight written and created by Scott Young, drawn by Brett Bean, colored by John Francois Ballou and letter by Nate Picos. Um, so in the last issue, we had the big Gert slaughter, where all the different versions of Gert came together and and fought. And young Gert, OG Gert, as the I believe the comic refers to her as, wins. And so I love that because it's like a transition from like adult Gert back to the original Gert. And it's just like, yeah, now we're dealing with this. So <laughs> I love that. Um, and it Gert realizes she doesn't have a way home now. And trying to find her, her way back to where she came from, and which involves looking up an old friend. So I'm not going to spoil it. I, I'm really enjoying this book. It's a lot of fun. And obviously, the art is actually great, and I kind of like seeing OG Gert back. I, I think she's a lot of fun, so definitely a good book to check out. Next up is In Hell We Fight, number three, uh, written by uh, created written or excuse me created by John Layman and Jock, written and letter by John Lehman. art by Jock, colors by Jock and May. Um, this is the one about the angel trapped in hell. And the uh, the damned kids and the little bit little kid demon are trying to help her get out. Um, I really like this. it includes a visit to a, a store, I will say, and I just love the art. I think the art is so cool and vivid and like perfect for this story. I think it's really well done. Uh, I also would love to say that um, I came to the realization while reading this that the title of the book in Hell We Fight is the perfect emo band name. I love it. Uh, so yeah. But really good stuff. I, I enjoy the characters quite a bit. I'm really starting to appreciate each of them, and their individual in uh, like uh, eccentricities. I think they're very interesting, and I'm so curious to see where this is going to go because it's, you know, it's heaven or hell. It's it's a pretty heavy binary, and in most stories where people attempt to go to heaven from hell, it doesn't end well. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. And as always, I'm in, I mean, it's John Lehman. I love everything he writes. So after that is the call. Number one written by Kelly Thompson, art and colors by Mattia de Ullis. and uh, letters by Hassan, Atsmani al how I love this book already. I think the art is absolutely beautiful the characters are just so well done and you're talking to somebody who loves a good teenage drama so that's probably part of it but i they feel organic they feel like a group of friends and they have real problems and then they're thrown into a completely otherworldly situation that i thought was just absolutely amazing and beautiful and full of potential so um this is already a great start i really like this book already um, especially with black cloak ending. I needed to meet some Kelly Thompson and this is, this is it. So definitely a book I would highly recommend to pick up. It's got a great sci-fi fantasy ish vibe, but with some real grounded characters. So really, really cool. High recommendation. This is it my book. Of, yeah, it's my book of the week. Screw it. Book of the week. And after that, the final image book of the week is void rivals. Number three, Written by Robert Kirkman, art by Lorenzo De Felici, uh, colors by Matthias Lopes, and letter by Russ Wouten. Uh Obviously, this is the uh, story of the two stranded enemy um, space pilots and everything going on uh, in this. Now we've discovered Transformers world, and uh, I really, I really dig it. it. It's it's so much fun, and it's very Kirkman in the way the story unfolds. I really enjoy that. And uh, yeah, it basically it is about them finally getting to the part where they could be home. And what are they going to do from there? Because there's meant to be enemies, but now they have this newfound respect for each other. So not going to spoil it, but it's been a good ride so far. I've been enjoying Void Rivals. Um, So yeah, definitely check that out if that sounds like something that is up your alley, especially if you are a Transformers fan. And finally, we're going to talk about DC to start the big two. Tales of the Titans starring Raven. This is Tales of the Titans number two. Uh, The previous issue, of course, was about Starfire. Uh, Written by Tini Howard. Art by Eleonora Carlini. Colored by Lee Luffridge. And letter by Troy Pateri. I really like this one because it does start before the Titans come together for the new run. And it is about um, Raven dealing with her own personal family drama. And her background and everything. And I think that was really cool. Well done. Uh, it's very similar to what they did with Starfire. You know, they they had her deal with the fact of, like, her people and what happened there. And I think this one was really well done. And it does go heavily into Liam, her brother. And I want to see if there's something that the mainline DC Universe picks up on and does something with. Because I think Teenie touched on something really interesting here. Something... That um, we need more of for Raven, like a positive emotional influence that's not, you know, one of the Titans. I think that's really cool. So, um, yeah, very high recommend. I'm loving this mini. I think it's going to be really, really good. There's two issues left. After that is The Vigil, number four. Um, I love this book. It's the way they do. Okay, well, let me do creative team. Written by Rom V are uh, by Devmaya Pramanik, colored by Rain Burrito, and letter by Dave Sharp. Um, I really enjoyed this. I love how we're meeting each character. And this one is about Dinah and where she came from and, and how she how she got here. And the her young life is just so well told here and i i absolutely love it and it comes with a big shocker of a moment right at the beginning of the book that really hooks you in very well and and it also does a really good job of adding on to the existing lore and mythology of this book i think we we do get a better idea of where we're going in each issue while also developing these characters so each book is serving a really great dual purpose and I think that's really well done. I think it's commendable. Um, obviously it's something that Rom V is really good at. That's something that I've always noticed. But it's 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 just as good in this book. And a really compelling new superhero team with no legacy characters is really interesting. So um, definitely something I would check out. This is this one has been very, very good. And I very very interested in it i'm very interested to see if they play a larger role in the dc universe as a whole so hopefully so i i would really appreciate that so next up is hawk girl number two and this one of course is written by jadzia axelrod and i started saying it before i even had the group up there we go Written by jadzia axelrod drawn by aman kainalpan uh by adriano lucas and letter by hassan asmani al um i do love that uh jedzia is gonna use galaxy so heavily in this mini because i did i did really like that that uh graphic novel and i'm glad she's being included um similar to how people fold the dreamer into the dc universe by default and it's like now she's here and now you have to deal with that And i love that so <laughs> um i really like what this book does with kendra in that she her um her conflict with her past lives and how she she is hearing them and seeing them and what she has to do to like to deal with that and the stress that it comes from that i I really enjoy that so much also she's so ripped and so hot i just gotta throw that out there like good god Uh, but yeah what a great book i really really am enjoying this i'm so glad that hot girl's getting a book um, even if it is at the moment a six issue mini, it should be longer. DC, please, please make it longer. But what a what a great book! I'm really enjoying it. So everybody out there should be reading it. It's fantastic. And now let's tuck in for a little night terrors. Cat night terrors. Catwoman number two, written by Teeny Howard, art by Layla Lays, uh, colors by Marissa Louise, and letter by Josh Reed. Um, Again, I love the art for this issue. Layla Lay's is, is just absolutely incredible and is really perfect for this kind of story. Um, it is continuing with this, this grizzled Catwoman teaching a young Batman. and the But the interaction, again, is mainly with her and her sister, which I thought was really, really an interesting choice. And I think it's something that I appreciate greatly. Um, I do think this one is, I don't know how much this one's going to tie into the overall Night Terror story. Uh, but it doesn't need to. It, it really doesn't need to. Um, it was a nice standalone little two-part story about Selina and the way she sees herself in Gotham and the role and what she's afraid of, you know. And I really, really appreciated that. And yeah, it's very, very good. So which takes us to Night Terror's Nightwing number two. Um, This one is... A uh, lot of fun. And by fun, I mean absolutely horrible and terrifying. Uh, written by Michael Conrad and Becky Clunan. Art by Daniel Danuculo. Uh, color by Adriana Lucas. And letter by Wes Abbott. Uh, first of all, I just have to start with the art. Daniel Danuculo's way of drawing all these characters is insane and amazing. Um, he... Basically, with, with Dick and Gotham, we see a lot of the rogues gallery but he changes them. He anthropomorphizes a lot of them. And, uh, this one is truly a, like a real nightmare. Uh, I think that's very, very interesting in that Dick is having these horrible, horrible moments of just like, just, just pure terror. I can't, I can't even like, it's just very, very good. And, um, this is the first of these this week that i've noticed that a recurring pattern i'm starting to see where people are sharing their nightmares quite a bit in this crossover in this case it seems like dick is definitely sharing with at least the three Batgirls girls and probably scarecrow but i don't know if that's actual or just imagination it's hard to tell in these um but as a big barbara fan like the barbara stuff is what hit me the hardest um barbara is basically turned into uh, mostly a robot, which is, you know, about her fear of reliance on technology. And uh, at one point she speaks in binary, and because I'm a nerd, I decided to translate it. She says, Run, it hurts, and I love you, in case anyone's curious out there. So <laughs> that's what she says in binary. Um, but it's really interesting, and I'm very curious because this one feels like it's definitely going to tie into the overarching, uh, at least Gotham part of Night Terrors, very shortly. Uh, But very well done. And Daniel DeLocchio, I'll I'll buy anything his art is. I mean, it's always some of my favorite art ever. So, yeah. Next up is Night Terror's Punchline number two. Um, This one, uh, I've said it last week. I've never been a fan of Punchline, even though it's a very new character. It's because I don't like the Joker. And I feel like anyone associated with the Joker gets a negative, like negative appeal to me. Um, but I really liked this two-parter. I think Danny Lohr did a great job, and everybody did a great job. Uh, written by Danny Lohr, art by Lucas Meyer, color by Alex Giamaris, and letter by Steve Wands. Um, there's obviously a lot of, um, like, uh, what's the word? Tongue-in-cheek references to internet culture and harassment and... Uh, don't go into the comic comment section comments section and stuff and I think that was really well done because uh, as a big fan of Danny lore I can imagine the harassment and abuse they get online and I could definitely feel like this would be therapeutic but I think it's I think it's a really well done story I think it's very funny um I I, I do I am starting to like punchline as a character separate of the Joker because again I everything I was told at first is this is the Joker's new girlfriend. And I was like, great. We didn't need that. But this character, if this character in this book is, is punchline and it's not going to be tied so directly into the Joker. I think I might enjoy this character. So this is something that I might explore a little bit and we'll get back to you guys about, but overall this two parter, very, very good. And next up is night terrors. Superman number two. Uh, This one's written by Joshua Williamson art by Tom Riley, colors by Nathan Fairburn and letter by ariana Mayer. Uh, of course this is clark and um Kara teaming up in in the dreaming world and once again we do show shared dreams because they share dreams together and then lois is also there as well in her dream so i'm starting to think like is that is that significant or is this just a plot point is this is this how the dreams are changing is the entire world going to be sharing one dream is that like a tent at this or something we'll see um, but the other great thing about this one is the highlight of the Aqua family and just the whole Atlantean race, basically, in that they're not affected by this. So they basically protect the world in, in everybody's absence. And I think that's dope. I, I love Aquaman. I always have. I think he's really, really cool. And to see this as I thought was a really interesting addition. And it's something that can definitely highlight the importance of the characters and how much they really matter. So well done. I just think it's a great idea. And the final DC book and final Night Terror's book is Night Terror's Wonder Woman number two. Uh, this one is written by Josie Campbell, art by Juan Ferreira, letter by Pat Bresso. Um, this one is really cool. I, I love it. Uh, the art is the standout, obviously, in this issue, and it's about Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark and her trying to to free them so that they can assist in this, you know, obvious situation that seems to be right up their alley. But it's also about how Diana sees herself and what she sees of her future, what she could accomplish for good or bad. And I really like it. I thought it was really really interesting. Um, Very curious to see the role this group plays in the overarching storyline of Night Terrors. But I I do like what I've read. So definitely a thumbs up for me. And finally, let's talk about our Marvel Books of the Week Uh, to wrap up the show. First of all, Groot number four, wrapping up this mini. Um, it's been a fun ride. I, I think it's cute. I think it adds a nice little backstory to Groot as well as Marvell. I think it's just really interesting and something definitely worth reading. Uh, written by Dan Abnett, art by Damien Calciaro, colored by Matt Meehan, letter by Travis Lanham. Yeah, I do think it's really interesting to see like a very young Groot and the, the role he might have played in this situation and how he would save things. Um, I really liked Yondar quite a bit in this series. I think Yondar was a very fun addition and a character I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of. So overall, very good little mini. Very cute, nice background. Didn't need to it over its Welcome, so I thought it did a really good job. After that is Loki number three. Uh, I am loving this Loki run uh, written by Dan waters art by Herman Peralta, colored by Mike Spicer and letter by Travis Blanham. Um, this one is Loki teaming up with his former younger Avengers teammates, Wiccan and Hulkling. And this really interesting story about recovering that piece of the Nagafar ship um, and like where it went and how to get it back is just this so interesting, like moral dilemma. And when you present people like Hulking and, and Wiccan with this moral dilemma and how they would react versus how Loki would react, and the genuine affection Loki has for the two of them, I think it was just a really well told story with all of those like little bits in it. Those little ingredients to make a really, really great book that has been very good so far. This a very good highlight of the character of Loki. I'm I maintain that Loki should have their own book. I I think that loki is that compelling of a character and so even though this feels like a mini i would like an ongoing i just want that out there i will pay for it so uh but yeah very very good next up is what if dark moon night uh so this is once again a what if uh book written by erica schultz art by edgar salazar colored by Ruth prianto and letter by cory petit this is a world where Moon Knight was killed by Raul Bushman, where Marlene survived and Marlene becomes an avatar of the God of Ra. And I really like it. I thought it was really cool. I, I love some Moon Knight lore and this is full of it. Uh, lots of Frenchie as well, which is always a good sign. Um and yeah, definitely a an alternate character I could see popping up in like specials at some point or something like that, you know, as, as like, a oh, look, this is the alternate version of Moon Knight. And I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm very curious to see if they ever do anything with the character, because I think it leads leaves on a very interesting point where a lot more could happen from there. So um, very good stuff. All these what ifs have been really good lately. So very good. Next up, the finale, the very last issue of Daredevil from our current creative team. Daredevil 14, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Ciccetto letter or colored by Matt Wilson, letter by Clayton Cowles. With this creative team saying goodbye, of course, they're going to do a little tour of their, the world they've established. And... Um, Last we saw, Daredevil was forced to remain in hell after saving all of his friends. And I really think this, like I said, this farewell tour, I think it was done really well. Um, There's a lot of stuff they did in the Daredevil world that I think are amazing and should stay. Uh, Of course, they saved Foggy, or he saved Foggy from hell. And now we see that Foggy has restarted the law firm and helping people who need it, which is great because Foggy has always been that torn between... You know, doing pro bono work, helping people who can't pay, and also maybe making a bit of a profit. <laughs> um, but he does have a new partner with Matt being gone, and that's, of course, Cole North, who is probably the best addition to the Daredevil lore from this run. He is so cool, and I want him to be a bigger part of this. Um, I hope I hope when the new creative team takes over, they do not forget he exists, because he is great. Um, we also get some bits with, of course electra as daredevil as the new daredevil and how she's learned from matt she's learned not to just kill out uh, this the effectiveness of not killing and what it means i i love that i think it's really interesting And uh, the the path she's taken through this run is probably the best of any character um we also get a check in with butch which i thought was very interesting um that i won't touch on too much because we have gang war coming up so i'm wondering if that's going to tie in um and we get a surprise check in with Reed as well, which is really, really great because, you know, I like to see Reed. I like the the touch that he's in town because they're out of town right now. Um, there's just so much going on in this book that checks in with all these things. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say. We obviously Matt's coming back. We know there's a book coming out with Matt. Um written by Saladin Ahmed and drawn by Aaron Cooter, which I cannot wait for because that's another killer creative team. And the, where the book leaves, Matt, is very interesting and very fitting. I, I want to see how much of a reset this is going to be is what I'm a little worried about. But other than that, I think this is very well done. They stuck the landing. This is a book that has been important to me and my co-host from the beginning of the show. And to say goodbye to it is kind of heartbreaking, but I, I'm glad I was here for the ride and I cannot wait for what's in the future. So get over 14, make sure to pick it up. Next up Iron Man annual. Uh, this is the contest of chaos. Once again, last week we had the uh, Spider-Man versus Wolverine fight. Now we have Iron Man versus storm written by Jason Liu, art by David color colored by Brian Valenza and letter by Joe Cara Magna. Um, I mean, I like Tony and all, but did he ever really stand a chance? I'll just throw that out there. Um, they fight, obviously, and then one of them wins and goes off, just like in the previous issue. And we also get to check in with Spider-Man and Jessica Jones as they're trying to figure out what is going on. And I am very excited about where this is leading because, the, of course, the final issue in the series is the Avengers versus question mark, question mark, question mark. And... I think they're gonna be fighting all the winners of these fights being controlled. And that's a really cool aspect. I love that idea. I think I think the winners versus the losers and the losers having to find a way to win is a really cool idea. So big recommendation. Really loving this so far. More of it, please. The next one, by the way, is Fantastic Four annual, which is going to be Human Torch versus Ghost Rider. So I cannot wait to see who burns the brightest in that issue. After that, we're going to swing over to the streets in New York for just one quick Spidey issue. Spider-Man number 11 written by Dan Slott, art by Luana Vecchio, or Luciano Vecchio, excuse me. Luciano Vecchio. There's like too many Vecchios. Uh, Colored by Edgar Delgado and lettered by Joe Carab Magna. This one is dealing with Peter learning the the truth about Spider-Boy and who he is, and at the same time, we're also learning the truth about Spider-Boy a bit. And all these memories that got erased, and it's a really fun way to fill in this new character to say, "Hey, I was here for this," and basically developing this in the background. I thought that was really well done. So it's a book that I'm really enjoying. I like Spider Boy. I, I know the internet is very torn about Spider Boy for some reason when it's a brand new character has been around for less than ten issues. I don't know why people have such strong opinions about him, but um, I'm interested to see where he goes. I'm very curious, and I, I think it's something that will be a lot of fun. So I recommend this. This is if you. Are unsure about spider boy this is a great issue to get sure so <laughs> and now some krakoa books starting with x-men days of future past doomsday number two um this is interesting uh well, well let me do the Crave team first written by mark guggenheim pencil by manuel garcia inked by cam smith colors by yun nitro and letter by clayton cowles one thing I love about this uh this book is it, since it is filling in the days of future past canon they can pretty much do whatever they want as long as certain characters make it and there's that very iconic poster cover of days of future past with you know apprehended killed apprehended killed and they reuse it but with like without the labels yet and i think that's a really cool idea they can update it as each issue goes um this issue definitely was bloody and violent and we definitely lost some people and i I thought that was a very uh grim way to do it it did like or take me back to like the early era or like the prequels of age of apocalypse like the the uh i can't remember what's called now off the top of my head but the the X-Men Chronicles or what it was called where they're talking about like, oh, while we're on this mission, uh Apocalypse's son came and killed like half the X-Men. <laughs> like and I was like, oh shit. Like very similar feel to that. Uh very interesting. Uh one thing I'm I'm just I'm just not a big fan of Kitty and Colossus together. And that's something that they that happens in this. And I just I just don't care. I never liked that couple. But I mean, it's it at the time of this book of the what the story this book was telling, it was the couple. So I get it. I just never liked that couple. But other than that, I really really enjoyed this book. I think it's really good, and it's fun to kind of fill in some blanks there. So, and next is the Marvel Voices X Men. Uh, I really liked this. I'm not going to go through every single story, um, but I did think it was really really well done. I thought I I really enjoyed. Every one of the stories. And uh, I actually really enjoyed Vita Ayala's uh, intro. Uh, I, I thought it was really fun and told a really great story there. Um, I also would love to uh, to highlight the Through the Years at the end of it, which is very much like a, a, a video montage of the years of X-Men. And I thought it was really cool and really well done. And, you know, got me a little choked up, not going to lie. I really liked it. Um, also, I love the fact that they did—they do basically tell us at the end of this that Dust is going to be important in realm of X, and I cannot wait because Dust is an amazing, amazing character and is not used. So, more of that, please. But pick it up I, I, again. I'm not going to go through everything, but it's it's chock full of superstars, and it's definitely a book you'll want to read. After that, going into the fall of X, Alpha Flight number one. I am so stoked. I'm a big fan of Alpha Flight in general. Uh, I always have been. I always liked them as the that Canadian team, the premier Canadian team. Whether it's like the goofy run or the serious stuff, I've read it all. I love it. Alpha Flight's always been my shit. So. Written by Ed Brisson, art by Scott Godlutsky, uh, colored by Matt Meehan, letter by Travis Lanham. I really like what we see here, which is this uh, reformation of... OG Alpha Flight characters, Puck, Snowbird, Shaman, Guardian, and how they are going to protect Canada from the Mutant Scourge. And they're going to be working with new versions of Sentinels made by Box's Sun. And uh, they're basically here to hunt down mutants. And they're about to capture one when, who shows up, but some very familiar mutants. Northstar, Aurora, uh, Akihiro, and the return of someone I didn't expect um, that I, I was like, I, I didn't see this coming. Um, nemesis is back and I'm assuming it's the third nemesis because there were three, uh, and I'm very curious to see where that's going to go. Um, and how they tie in because I could see the other three being on Krakow and being like, yo, let's go. And then Nemesis, uh, where did they come from? You know, like, were they on Krakoa? What's going on there? How do they meet up? But there's a really cool twist to the end of the issue that I'm not going to tell you. Obviously, these two teams are coming into conflict. and But there is a twist to it at the end. And I highly recommend you read it if you've been following X-Men lore over the past couple of years because it's so good. And I think that this book is just going to be incredible. Everybody should be reading it. Alpha Light, 100%, great stuff. Next up, technically an X-Men book for the week, at least Ghost Rider number 17, which is part two of the weapons of vengeance crossover with Ghost Rider and Wolverine um, written by Benjamin Percy art by Jeff Shaw color by Burrito, and letter by Travis Lanham Wolverine and Johnny on a um, hunt for a demon that they had encountered years ago and uh, working together to find the kid. Um, this one is kind of like the investigation issue as is to figure out what they need to do. And uh, so I'm not going to get too much into it, but it does lead them to be going back to devil's backbone where they had the race about a year ago, I want to say in the comic. And um, yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen there. I think uh, that was a really fun issue and um, I can't wait for a follow-up to it. Maybe we're going to encounter a bunch of those characters again, who knows? Uh, But it also teases, you know, this new organization uh, that i won't spoil the name of but definitely has potential of uh, quite a bit of uh, mm, what's the word trouble <laughs> is what i'll say so great book really enjoying it two issues left for that crossover after that dark x-men number one uh written by steve fox art by Jonas sharf colored by frank martin and letter by clayton cowles uh, this one's really great. It's it's, it's uh, Madeline, you know, has Limbo in New York. And is and mutants are using it, you know, as a safe port, basically. Uh, they have diplomatic uh, immunity. If they can go there, she'll give them asylum. And so, like, some of the worst of the worst show up. But I love it because it's like... Um, obviously Madeline and Havoc are there, but like zero shows up one of hope's lights, uh, which uh, he always was very uncomfortable to me Implate, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Implate, Um, in that he was uh Monet's brother. And I, I was a big fan of generation X. So like, I'm really into him and I, I really hope they use him significantly. And Azazel, uh, Azazel being that car's father. Um, I know we're going to dig into the, w- the origin of all that. So I think that's going to be very fun. And, I always liked Azazel. I don't know why people are such haters about that character and that origin story. No, it wasn't perfect, but it was fun. It it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, And then, of course, uh, we're going to deal with Gimmick, um, which I I like Gimmick. I like Children of the Atom. I liked Buddy. Um, Just really cool. Uh, There's a moment there's a scene here that harkens back to really early X-Men about the hatred that mutants kind of foster, which I think is... Really interesting. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen there as far as like are we going back to those dark ages of everybody hates mutants like that openly ratting their neighbors out and stuff because that was always really interesting. And then of course Maggot. Once again, I love Maggot. Maggot's great. Good stuff. Um, So anyways, the issue itself, I love. I thought Maddie was really great in it. Um, There's a lot that happens that's really interesting and climactic it's it's a violent book and it's something that depending on what happens something significant might be happening with a main character again i don't want to spoil but i love the way that we're setting up these new fall of x books i think they're each they each have their own flavor and again the whole story of resistance that's the whole thing resist and uh yeah really really good so love it um already a great start and i am subbed Next up, Uncanny Avengers number one. Once again, the Unity Squad for the X-Men, which is uh, written by Gary Dugan, um, art by Javier Garron, colored by Maury Hollowell, and letter by Travis Lanham, uh, which is, of course, Captain America, Psylocke, Monet, a.k.a. Penance, Deadpool, Quicksilver, and Rogue. I love Captain America and Deadpool together. I It's, it's just such a great combo. Uh, I don't need to explain it. If you've ever seen it, you will really like it. Uh, but this does feature the new formation of the Mutant Liberation Front, the new Mutant Liberation Front. And my poor boy, Fred Dukes, a.k.a. Blob, bro just wants to go back to his bar and serve drinks. And humans are just fucking with his shit. And so he just needs to be a bad guy again. And I hate it because he's such a good person now. And just let him be happy, damn it. <laughs> like, Also, the Fenris twins are there and... Like Captain Krakoa seems to be the only person who would remotely stand the Fenris Twins. Uh, we do get some hints as to who the Fen- or who the new Captain Krakoa is. I have some theories. I'm not going to spit them out there because I will just say I think it's somebody with a past with Captain America is all I'll say. Um, so, yeah, but really, really good. I really enjoyed the issue. Uh, it's a great start. I love the Unity Squad um, and I love Captain America being on the ground floor with this kind of stuff like he always is he's like tony's helping yeah but captain america's out there throwing punches and i really like that um great book i i love it already let's go keep resisting <laughs> final book of the week is x-men red 14 uh speaking of resisting <laughs> written by al ewing art by yildare senar colored by federico blie and letter by ariana mayer This is our check in on Erico, which is in the middle of a civil war. And this is a full on war and also gets really violent. And I really like this. Um, Lots of Sunspot, which I really love. Um, There's a heartbreaking scene where Sunspot uh, finds out about what happened at the gala and like all of his friends died. And it's heartbreaking, especially because, you know, Sam, his best friend, is dead. And they don't know what's up with the five. They don't know what's going on, but he also has to deal with the civil war on another planet. And, um, just the way that the fall of X has everybody's so spread out. Um, so they can't come together because one of the big things the X-Men always had is their unity, their ability to work together. And now they don't have that. And I think that's just being emphasized really well in this setup for fall of X. So another great issue, um, dealing with the Eric Cohen specific problems, I, I really like it. It's it's just Fall of X has been really really great. I just hope it's a precursor to another great era like the Kirkoan era, if not a second Krakowian era. So, yeah. Uh, so that's it. Those are the issues that I had this week. Um, make sure to check us out on Twitter. You can find me at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz, and you can find Hostway at Hostway Reads Hostway. You can find the show itself at WHI Podcast. The easiest way to keep up with with our our updates is to follow us on Twitter at the moment until something else changes. Uh, Once again, at WHI Podcast. Every time a new episode comes out, you'll get a Twitter alert where I will list all the issues that we reviewed that week, as well as a link to the episode and timestamps for each publisher, just to make it a little easier for you to get around. So make sure to follow us on there. You can also follow our other show, Jukebox Vertigo, at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter. This is our musical playlist building show, which is currently on hiatus. But make sure to check out our old episodes because they are a lot of fun. Um, once again, at Jukebox Vertigo, and finally, follow Hostway on Twitch at Hostway Plays Hostway. Um, he is on hiatus, as I said right now, but he should be back streaming relatively soon. I'm assuming. And he really, really enjoys having an audience. He loves talking to people while he plays games. So once again, Hosway plays Hosway on Twitch. Don't forget to bag, board, and box your new treasures. And we'll see you next week with a new badge of beautiful books. Stay safe and read more comics. Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? we go! More inviting! Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Case Aiken. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on Another Pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then we can celebrate movies that did it on their own too. You can find us at certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on.